Hello, and welcome to Stories from Another Day, a Collingwood Museum podcast. I'm your host, Ken Mahar, and together we're on a journey to uncover the stories of the people and the events that make our town of Collingwood the amazing place it is. This is episode number four, and today's story is Fit to be Tied. Hello, Creelman, said the mocking voice, and he emphasized the derision with a rough jab of his toe. The pitiful bundle on the deck at his feet could only squirm and moan quietly. As the deck of the ship swayed in the gentle swells of the bay, the bound-up form rolled across the planks and back again. Excuse my feet, came another voice, a woman's and while the kick was softer this time, the toes of her shoe were definitely more pointed. And the helpless man could only gurgle his displeasure weakly. It had been going on like this all night, and no one seemed ready to take pity on him. Why didn't I jump overboard when I had the chance? He thinks to himself for what must be the hundredth time. It is a warm August night in the year 1875 on the steamership Wabano, whose sad end was marked by, well, that's a story for another day. But on this day, or rather this night, the Wabano is heading from Collingwood to Christian Island to deliver her passengers to a church camp meeting and the man deemed fit to be tied and left on the deck to the less-than-Christian actions of the passengers? Well, his name is John Rutherford Creelman, and he is the town inspector, tavern inspector, and the chief constable of Collingwood. And in case you missed it, he's not well-liked or respected, He once was, by all accounts, when he served as a music teacher, but not anymore. Now, in fairness, it should be said that his was a tough job in a very tough town, a job which will make you enemies no matter what you do. In fact, his predecessor, Constable Thompson, had lasted only three months in the post. Most of his predecessors in the job for nearly the past 20 years had lasted maybe a year or two. Yet much of Constable Creelman's troubles were of his own making. Maybe he let the pressures of the job get to him. Or maybe he would have been that way regardless. But John Creelman's troubles began and ended in the bottle. The first angry rumblings against him came not long after his appointment in 1874, when it was alleged that while he was drunk, he had mistreated a man by the name of Ralph Smith, 
and caused his death. Creelman was inclined to inspect the taverns of Collingwood, as was his job, by being one of their most faithful and well-known customers. Indeed, it was widely spoken among the town council that everyone in town took great pleasure in obstructing Creelman, and the town was going to the dogs because of it. And on the night in question, well, it seems he was drunk once again, and some of the good people of Collingwood had had enough of it. To quote Larry Cotton in his book Whiskey and Wickedness, when Creelman's sobriety was questioned by a fellow passenger, the chief constable, with that true heroism that marks the gentleman, had the courage to resent the insult hurled at him. His fine slurring words did him little good. In short order, the unsympathetic passengers found some old sail with which to wrap and bind him before rolling him unceremoniously around the decks. After their sport, he was let go, only to be once again caught and tied up this time for the remainder of the night and the near-constant obstacle of everyone's unforgiving feet. Yet not even this ridiculous episode spelled the end for Constable Creelman. That wouldn't come until a year later, at the hands of a second person named Smith. The chief constable would finally lose his job when a very well-known brothel owner, Mrs. Smith, would become involved. But not for the reasons you might think. It seems Mrs. Smith had been arrested on charges of keeping a house of ill repute in August of 1876, and during her three-day trial, many of the townsfolk claimed to have no knowledge of Mrs. Smith or of her body house, yet everyone agreed that it seemed there were far too many such establishments in town, and that Constable Creelman had done precious little to close them down. Mrs. Smith was convicted and sentenced to six months in the county jail over in Barrie. Chief Creelman, as part of his job, was given the task of escorting the prisoner to jail by train. Upon hearing this, Mrs. Smith thanked the court and promptly boasted to all there that she was sure that if Constable Creelman was in charge of getting her there, she would never see Barry. And, as it turned out, she was right. No sooner had the train left the Collingwood station than John found himself, as habit would have it, in the bar car, letting the infamous Madam of Collingwood roam the train at her own pleasure. When the train stopped in Stainer, he discovered too late that Mrs. Smith had escaped his, um, watchful eye by simply disembarking at the very first stop in Bateau. She was never seen again in these parts. But John Rutherford Creelman was seen that very same night back at the town council meeting where he had to explain 
why he wasn't currently in Barry delivering his prisoner. Well, the council was livid, fit to be tied, you might say. And after a very brief debate, Creelman was dismissed, and a new chief constable was appointed right there on the spot. And where poor John Creelman went after that public shaming before the whole town, well, I'll leave that to your imagination. So, I'm not entirely sure how to take the story of John Rutherford Creelman. Is it okay to find amusement in it, even though some parts of it are sad? I'll leave it up to you to decide how you'll take the story. What I do know is that it led at least one of the staff at the museum to do a little extra digging into Collingwood's early police force, Thank you, Lindsay, and here's some interesting things that she found out. In the role of chief constable, men like John Creelman had a number of duties that they were asked to perform you wouldn't normally think of. They were, among other things, to be in charge of cleaning the town hall before either the council or the school board meetings. They were to ferry sick people to and from the hospital in Toronto, as well as examine the health and sanitary conditions in the town, keeping the streets cleared of any large or dangerous debris, and they were to act as the town's dog catchers. All of this, of course, as the chief constable was to oversee the duties of the other constables that reported to him. The story of Constable Creelman, as you'll see in the podcast show notes, is taken from the very interesting book by Larry Cotton, Whiskey and Wickedness, Volume 4, Town of Collingwood, Angus, Stainer, Cremor, Wasega Beach, and Clearview Township, 1830 to 1900. And I would be remiss if I didn't tell you that copies of that book are available in our museum gift shop. We have that and also Whiskey and Wickedness, Simcoe County. And you can order those books or any of the other items we have available for curbside pickup through our gift shop by giving the museum a call at 705-445-4811 or by sending an email to museum at collingwood.ca. Well, that's it for now. Thanks for listening, and please join us again for more stories from another day.